Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to listeners old and new. I'm Graham Hunter. You can get an extra big interview plus a documentary special every month and hear all our content free of adverts by signing up as a socio at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. This month, only socios get my big interview with Kev Kilban. For £2.99 per month, you'll also know you're supporting our show. More at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Thanks to all our socios. We need your help to do this. We couldn't and wouldn't do it without you. Bienvenido, welcome back for another special big interview compilation show. You may recall that we dedicated a previous podcast to guests who had played abroad and a couple more who'd always wanted to. Well, in season two, this theme came up a lot. So this clip show is all about guests who took the brave decision to move abroad as coaches. This includes Phil Neville, who joined the staff at Valencia. He explains the huge lengths he'd go to in order to learn Spanish, as well as the contrast between working in Spain compared to working in England, while John Collins explains his time in charge of Charleroi in Belgium and the reason he had to leave. Big Alex McLeish, legend, also spent time in Belgium with Genk, and he explains his experiences there, as well as pointing out why he turned down an offer to take charge of the Gabon national team. Enjoy. One of the reasons that you uh, have got this added experience now is, is a tremendous desire that you always had. The first time we ever met was, oh, I'm not really carrying the shape that I had then in the Hilton gym. <laughs> Hilton gym. We had a quick chat about football and you pointed out the window down to the Cervantes Institute. Answer, yeah. It's sitting there looking at me because I've always promised myself. I'll go and learn Spanish. And the call came from Valencia, and you went there completely independently of what would happen subsequently with Nuno being sacked and so on. Yeah. Before we talk about the football, this is not a minimal point, and it fits into the sort of mindset and the discipline that you're talking about, whether it's Harvey or the Spanish kids. I think it's become a cliche that the Neville family succeed because they work hard and get up early mm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's very easy to talk about, but it's much harder to do. Your Spanish is very good, I know. I don't know if you noticed him around or met him, but Jockey Bjorkland, who used to play for yeah, Sunderland yeah, yeah. Rangers He's and Genesis. He's coaches, yeah. Well, Jockey's a fabulous friend of mine. And when I went down for what was the... Gary just arrived and he put a youth game against, I think, a French side. It was a youth Champions League game, uh, maybe against Lyon. Lyon. Lyon, Lyon yeah. 
And I, I went for a coffee afterwards, joking. She said, Gary's got a hard road to follow because Phil's around the training and already teaching in Spanish, talking to all the parents in Spanish. She said, mm. he's learned Spanish quicker than I did. He was glowing with his praise. And I remember when you went away, you know, there was a Spanish, you, you kind of like goodbye letter to the... First of all, before we talk about the football, what was exactly the process of learning Spanish? Because it's, it's brutally hard to work, to be a coach, to be taking sessions, to be coming home knackered in a new country, a hot country, getting up at your time of day, yeah. and then saying to your brain, now start learning. It's a bugger. How did you do it? Break down a day a d- for a, a day, week. A day, well, I did two hours a day with a teacher for five days a week. An extra hour of homework or revision. So that was three hours a day, five days a week. Plus weekends, I would revise. Any gym session, I would take my books in with me. I would make friends within the city and say, for instance, the player liaison officer used to go to a little cafe restaurant in, in a place called Eliliana, and I used to go and have half an hour with him. Did I like the blog? Yeah, he was a nice guy, but it was just to speak Spanish. Get you out, get, you know, sometimes you go home, you speak English and you, you lose little bits. Get, put yourself into that situation. And, and literally, it was relentless. Then when it started getting better and I started to coach more, because the first month Nuno was really good, he just said, look, watch, do little bits with individuals, take little shooting sessions, but I'm not going to throw you into a group session because you can't speak the language, which was, which was fair enough. Frustrating, but fair enough. Then when I started to get a little bit of the verb structure and could start understanding a little bit more. I then started to have a lesson at 7.30 till quarter past eight in the morning, just on my session for the day. Useful words for training. Useful words for the session that I was doing. It might only be a 10, 15 minute session, passing drill, but I wanted that to be in Spanish. So for 45 minutes with my teacher, we would only do football terminology for my session. Mm -hmm. So that may be three times a week. So that was 45 minutes in the morning and two hours on proper Spanish in the afternoon. So that's how we ended up doing it. Then when Gary came, that became seven o'clock in the morning till eight on literally Spanish and then two hours in the afternoon again. So it was brutal. And people say, have you played golf? Have you been to restaurants? No. What have you been doing to learn Spanish? No time, is there? No time. And, and it burns, I mean, no matter how determined you are, it burns your brain out. You know, at one point, you're knackered. Nuno pulled me to one side after about two and a half months and you're going to have to slow down. Mm-hmm because you're actually burning yourself out mm-hmm. and you're actually, the Spanish you're learning is not sinking in. You're doing that much that you're not giving yourself time to breathe, to relax, assimilate, take yep. it all in. Yep. Yep. So, so after about two and a half months, I had, I think I had about three or four days off. And then when I came back, we went back a month and went back over the stuff that we'd done. My wife, who's a student, she kicked on. So we started separating our lessons because ultimately me and my wife did it together. It was, socially, it was really good for us both because we yeah. enjoyed it. We had a laugh. Yeah. We, you know, I'm a bit of a joker. She's serious. So we'd take the mickey. I'd sometimes copy her homework. She had the advantage of, of dealing with a phone installation guy and a gas guy. Well, so I remember you telling me in the Mastaya one day, she's kicking on because she's dealing with all the idiots. She, she was deep into it. You know, she was dealing <laughs> with the house, the everything. So the kids were at school. So they were looked after, really. They, they had independent lessons on a Friday night but uh, apart from that it was it's just been relentless and we went to America in the summer and we went for three and a half weeks so we said right three and a half weeks no Spanish yeah two days into the holiday we google Spanish teachers in LA <laughs> so two hours every day in LA on our holidays we had a Spanish teacher and it's become I think we're obsessed with it but we're obsessed with it in a good way 
I want to ask because obviously you've learned it because of determination, because of mm. professionalism, because it was absolutely vital for to fulfil your um, your dream of working there. Yeah. Let's take that aside. Just Spanish as a language. What do you think of it? Do you like it? Or are, have you got favourite words? Is this going out in Spain? No, can no, can no, can no. No, I shall listen, you know, say it because if if I can learn Spanish, which I've done in quite a crude way yeah. over my years there, anybody can. But when I play about with little phrases that I like, there are favourite words of mine, there are expressions I say. Yeah. Like they sw- we can swear on a podcast, but I'm not going to swear because the Spaniards swear all the time. One of the big shocks to me when we went to Barcelona was see grannies and a granddad in the street, just mildly perturbed. And we'd be saying, for goodness sake, or heaven's sake, yeah. or what the heck's that? And they'd be going, ostras or ostia. They, they, they use the worst. Like, on the, on the, <laughs> a bloody academy game, ostia, puta madre, ostia. No, they don't actually mean it as bad, you know but they, they swear like nobody's business. Like the Spanish language has given me something that no other thing in life has given me. It's given me more confidence to speak because yeah. it's an expressive language. Very, You've very. got to... You can't just keep your arms down your side. You've got to express <laughs> your... It's a very emotive... They're emotional people. I'm beginning to find the work out why I've fitted in in and, Spain. And you have to express yourself. You have to be strong in what you're saying. It's a beautiful language to speak. When, I think so. When I hear my children speak Spanish, I actually get emotional because I think... Yeah. Do you know what? That is beautiful. They're speaking another language, they're conversing in another language, and it's, it's a bloody difficult language to learn. The different tenses, the different verb structures, stems to each verb. Do you know the thing, though, is you, if, you, if you ever go back, because you've revised in Spanish and gone backwards, if you ever go back to English and look at it, and look what we ask the Spanish to do, with the, the way that we know what our words are supposed to, yeah. you know, breakthrough should be breakthrough. Or yeah, yeah. That's why the Spanish say all our words wrong. Our language is far it's more funny difficult. when Leicester won the league and hearing them say, Leicester <laughs> say, uh, you know, they, they, they none of them have got a no, clue about no, you know, there was, there's a guy that stayed in, in, uh, in England that Sean spelled S E A N C AN. You know what I mean? And it's funny. Because the Spanish say what they see. So all I would say, I agree with your grammar point. Yeah. But some of the words in Spain, you just see what you see, which is kind of cool. Definitely. And you know what? I love the language. I'm obsessed with the language. I think it's a beautiful tool. Uh, you know, my goal now, I'm living out in Spain still now for a year, Great. is to be absolutely fluent. Mm-hmm. And, and my teacher is fantastic because I'm a bit lazy. I, <laughs> I'm a bit lazy in terms Can we just of cut that bit? my Spanish. Uh, I cut corners in my Spanish. Uh, yeah, how you speak? Speaking. Yeah. Well, you're going to be a spider in that case. Cause... My teacher wants me to speak perfect because in two years' time, she wants me to be able to work for Spanish TV in Russia in 2018. And she's, you know what I mean? And she, but she wants me to have the basis of. If you want to be able to Spanish. communicate to the Spaniards, keep cutting corners no. because they'll run it together. It's yeah. machine gun fast. Definitely. They pronounce words badly yeah. themselves, I'm talking. And about. differently. And, oh, yeah. You know, but I actually, that's my goal in 2018, Russia. I want to be working for Spanish TV at that yeah, time. Yeah, I want to yeah. be speaking Spanish. Look, I've done interviews in Spanish now. Uh, I've done three. And the goal is for this year to kick it on another level. You know what I mean? So, look, I'm not perfect by any means. I understand most things. I read most things. And I speak pretty well. But I've still got, I think, another 40% to go. Is um, about 2004. I was down in Monte Carlo um, after your old team beat Chelsea, Claudio Ranieri's side, and it was a big night because Chelsea had been leading. It looked perfect. Ranieri changed things. Monaco got late goals, three-one. They won on the final, and that night in 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 the town, there was this fella up on a table in the bar dancing with two beautiful women, 
<laughs> Royal fella. The prince. Up on the table, giving it. Oh, you beauty. Prince Rainey's son, Grace Kelly's boy. Um, I know you know him very well. I've interviewed him before. Sportsman. Yeah. Olympic sportsman. Um, his days are gone now, but what was it like with the old... Did you get on with the prince? Yeah, but he was very attached to the football team. And people often surprised when I say this. He used to regularly come down to the dress room before the game and after the game, wishing us all the very best. He was travelled to away games in Europe every time. He was always in the stands supporting us. He'd be up at the training ground watching training. No, he took a, a big big part in the club for a number of years um, obviously his father was still alive when we won the title and we had a wonderful party in the Café de Paris him and his father was there so great memories but it's changed days now unfortunately at Monaco he's taken, a, he's taken a bit of a back he's still at the games mm-hmm. but um, the new Russian majority shareholders are in now so. but the Prince wanted you back didn't they in 2009 I was very close to going back in 2009 yep at um, his bidding how did you know that he told me all oh, right, it's interesting. Yeah, long story short, I was I went to Charlotte. No, 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 no. This is the place for long stories. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Here we go. People often say, "Well, why did you go to Charlois? So, I went to Charlois in Belgium in, in December, um, and really it was to test, see if I could coach in French, work uh-huh. on my French. Uh-huh. Um, they were sitting in a relegation battle so went across, had a look and I thought why not, a challenge I'll sign a contract to the end of the season uh, and see how I get on took my assistant Tommy Craig so we went in uh, after it was close season well the, the winter break so we had a training camp in Turkey um, assessed the squad um, and felt we needed a couple of players managed to get a, I thought two good players and a young centre half from Monaco for €75,000 and a midfielder called um, Adeline Ghidorah mm-hmm. um, from Courtrai on a free transfer um, and both of them did a great job for the team <coughs> cut a long story short we started this, started well and we finished and we pulled away from relegation zone um, but job done job done job but done. After, after just before the transfer window closed um, went to training there was a Brazilian um, central defender on the training pitch a lot of trialists came and went that was the way the club was I'd, I'd, I've no problem with that I actually enjoy trialists coming to the training pitch mm-hmm. to have a look at them mm-hmm. came in after training sat down with the staff because I kept a lot of the French staff and says uh, how long is the Belgian here for on trial and they all looked at me and says he's signed the president signed him mm-hmm. so I was three, mm-hmm. three weeks in the job and the president had signed a player so Mm. I had a choice to make I'd left Hibs after not a long time 14 months in the job what do I do here three weeks into the job um, do I go home or do I see it through to the end of the season so I made my mind up I'll see it through to the end of the season but at the end of the season I won't be staying it's not my that's not the rules that I work by if I'm the manager then I've got to make decisions on who comes and who goes um, certainly got to be a discussion hard before we sign a player but the, the, the Brazilian was a good kid but he never played for me um, so towards the end of that a month before the end of the season I got a phone call from Monaco uh, would you come and talk uh, one of the directors would like you to come and talk to us um, about maybe taking over at the end of, start, end of the season start of the next season so we played Standard Liège on the Saturday night um, that, which was a big derby for Charlois and beat them so Sunday morning I got the flight from Brussels to, to Nice uh, went to meet the president uh, one of the, the directors um, and Prince Albert was there um, 
and we spoke about would it be interested in taking the job and I said yep definitely be interested um, obviously my contract finishes in four weeks time uh, so we shoot and says okay that's great we'll look forward to taking the discussions forward we never talked money um, unfortunately I went back to Monaco they hired a director of football French, Mark Keller, Mark Keller right. director of football and he wanted a French manager um, which at the time was bit of a disappointment for me I'd shook shook with the, the president and the, one of the directors um, and I lost out on the job um, and Monaco the, the manager they took on ended up didn't a disaster work. they didn't got relegated work. Didn't work, yeah. um, they ended up getting relegated but my opportunity kind of went and it kind of sickened me for a while I left and after thinking I was getting the Monaco job mm. I had other offers but not quite the, the same quality team as Monaco and I, and, I, and I never went back in for a while mm. um, Football does that to people often I think yeah. it can be a it can be a treacherous sport yeah it can but again that's I think there's probably lots of managers and coaches out there who have been in similar situations they've talked to clubs and think it's nearly done nearly over the line and it happens so happens that it doesn't get done or get concluded um, but it was close um, and it was exciting times but oh, it never man. happened that's life a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss our kind colleagues there have got microphones you can just pick who you fancy worry about that gentleman there and then the next one will come over there you're up okay hi let's uh, um, during your club career at Aberdeen I'm sure you'd have had lots of good offers to move uh, overseas and to other, other clubs in the UK. So what I want to ask is, can you tell us uh, what clubs came in for you and were you ever tempted by move? Um, I've been offered a couple of jobs in, in England that I feel are too low for me at, at the moment. Um, I did take the plunge and went abroad for a couple of years. I did um, a, a stint in Belgium. And uh, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. It was um, it was quite a, a a difficult season for the club. They were going through a transitional period where they they had to sell players before. It's a story of my life. Uh, sell players be, before we could buy. And um, but it was it was reasonably successful from the point of view. When I went in there, they were thirteenth, and we finished um, seventh. And. Um, that was a fantastic because the Belgians, you know, as we've seen and as we've seen and witnessed the amount of Belgians who are playing in top-level football in Europe, they, they're still coming off the production line. You know, there's a lot of tremendous. 
talent out there. I had the good good uh, skills coaches, and you know, watching them training a big guy to do stepovers. You know that that uh, famous Ronaldo stepover in training, and he assured me that he wouldn't tell him to do that in the penalty box. It was only really in training to get him familiar with the ball. And and I took um, uh, a friend came over from um, UK to see. The kids playing against Anderlecht, so the whole shooting match plays against Anderlecht's whole shooting match from nines right through to the under twenties. And uh, this, this, um, I say, what do you think of these under nines? What do you think of the under elevens? And he's, we're going from pitch to pitch. And I say, how does it compare to Premier League? And I said, night and day. He says this is unbelievable. The, the standard here is is higher than the Premier League. So. I guess there's, there's, we've still got work to do in, in, in getting the best out of the academy kids. We, we've been privileged tonight. It's been everything I expected. I think we've been chased out because there's Socrates is queuing outside. We, we've maybe got, if the microphone's in somebody's hand, which it is, I think this is the last shot of the night. Hi, Alec. Uh, my question was going to be about Sir Alex, but there's been a few of them, so if this is the last one, I would just ask what's next for you. Um, yeah, I, again, I feel as if I've, I've still got success in, me, in my, this body here. Um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to do a Ranieri of what he'd done last year, but not this year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just trying to wait on an opportunity, but, you, you know, to get... You never really get a, a, a fantastic opportunity, do you? You're normally always going to go in and do maybe a, some kind of firefighting job of sorts. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the great jobs are few and far between. I did speak to Rangers last week. It was only a chat and about the lay of the land. Uh, it seems as if um, they, they're going to go for the Portuguese guy. My, my, I would have been speaking to them again anyway if, if they'd say, look, Alec, we really want you. I would have wanted some other reassurances. Um, so I guess there was, there was um, a, a wee bit to go as far as that was concerned. But I declared my interest and uh, that I could help. I don't know where I'm going to go. I've spoken to, team, to people abroad again. There's a suggestion of maybe going to an, another national team. I had a chance to go to... Um, well, no Ghana, but one of the, the African countries. Uh, Obi Mayang is, is, the, is the lead striker there. But I looked at the squad and he's the only player I've got, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, I don't want to be getting into too many firefighting situations again. But um, something from something. Barcelona, maybe. Because Luis Enrique's leaving at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. From Govan to Gabon. Um, never mind Luis. Gabon, Gabon. Never mind Luis and Enrique leaving. You'd still got a game alongside Gerard Piquet. Um, not a hint of a lie. I believe that we've been speaking this evening um, to one of the great Scottish footballers, one of the great Scottish personalities. I think his personality has shone out tonight, and he used the phrase. I've still got success in me. It's really clear that that's true, not just from football knowledge, ability to be creative, take risks, go abroad, but to win trophies too. All I'd like you to do, please, is to show your appreciation of the fantastic man that is Alex McLeish.
Hope you enjoyed that. I'm willing to bet you did. Finally, a reminder that you can get an extra big interview plus a documentary special every month and hear all our content free of adverts by signing up as a socio, by signing up as a member. Join us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. We need you. For £2.99 per month, you'll also know that you're supporting this independent show that we produce and fund ourselves. There's more on this at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Thank you to all our believers, our members, our socios. We need you for this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.